Uncultured, back with you for another week. I am, of course, Josh, and he is... Josh as well. What's up, fam? How you doing, bro? Good, man. It's been a nice day out here. Cold as fuck morning in LA, but it's nice. It got cold all of a sudden again. I hate this shit. That's, I, it, always, uh, it always fucks with my allergies because it'll, if, you, if you aren't familiar with L.A. at this time of the year, what happens is, what had happened was yep. it'll, you'll wake up in the morning and it'll be like in the 50s and then it'll creep its way up to like the mid-70s and then it'll settle back down into the 50s again. And it just throws my, my congestion, my nose, everything out of whack. That's why everybody's it. sick, dude. Everybody's sick because it's cold and it's hot. Dude, people were at the beach last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was chilling at the pool in my, at my spot, you know. It, go out there and get some work done. Make a nice iced coffee and sit out by the pool because it's 80 degrees. Yeah, and now <laughs> it's 44 this morning. That's fucking nuts. Um, that was Turnstile, TLC. Uh, that's off their new EP that they put out. You ever get into Turnstile? Hell yeah. I love Turnstile. Hell yeah. Um Whenever they first put out uh, Step to Rhythm, I was living in Nashville at the time, and I had met this girl. Uh, funny enough, it was one of the successful Tinder experiences that I had, because I never oh. really did a lot of the Tinder game, um, because Tinder was full of, like, I feel like Tinder became, like, Craigslist adjacent, where it was just people searching for stuff, but they weren't actually, like, who they say they were. It's a bunch of grenades and... Yeah, you know. yeah. It was, like, probably some dude just jacking off, yeah. you know. So the but, catfish goes on. Um, on Bumble, I always have more success. But this girl I met on Tinder, and I was like, hey, you know, uh, what are you into? And she was like, oh, you know, I love punk rock. And it was the night of Turnstile being in Nashville. And I was like, oh, well, you know, the homies are playing if you want to go. And she was like you know who Turnstile is? And I was like, yeah, let's let's go. So I took her to the show, introduced her to the band, and uh, she was impressed none to, nonetheless and, and ended up dating that girl the entire time I lived in Nashville after that, all because of Turnstile. And that song, TLC, is Turnstile Love Connection. People still don't know about Turnstile. Josh, who doesn't know about Turnstile? A lot of people still don't know about Turnstile. So I'm glad you dropped some Turnstile today. Yeah, um, you're going to actually be pretty stoked with the playlist today all around because I got a lot of, uh, of fun music planned for the show, a lot of punk rock, uh, some newer bands that I've just, I told you last week, I've just you're been, in it. You're in it right I've now. been listening to more rock stuff because the hip hop stuff doesn't start dropping until like the springtime. So I'm fucking with it heavy. But yo, before we go to break, I have something because I saw this on my, my drive over here today and I just I wanted to run this back because, you know, Josh, you you and I both spoke about being pro the Free Britney movement, correct? Yes, yes. Over the past few months, mm -hmm. do you ever get the the opinion that maybe we should like lock her back up? No, Josh. No, Josh. Bro, I'm just no. saying. Team I'm, Britney all the I'm, way. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, I think she's crazy. I know, but she's coming out by all the shit. Yeah, but she sounds crazy. Like, the stuff she says, I, yeah. I'm not believing. It's true, she though. Just, you don't know that. We do know that. You don't know that. The stuff about that that company or whatever, Google it. Google it. That it's not a good not a good way to start an argument, but Google it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, that company is, like, a well-known company that works with a ton of people. Yeah, so is the so, church. So, no, Ooh. no, bro. It's, what so I'm saying. The, so is the church. What I'm saying is... 
she may still be like, well, my parents were fucking me. But, the, bro, instead of saying Google it, why don't we yeah. start here? Do you think this company, TriStar Entertainment, by the way, is who we're talking about. Yes. Do you think they were trying to kill her? You know, I would say no, but maybe. That's what I'm saying. saying. That's all I'm saying. It's like, hey, I, uh, you know, I love Britney and I I feel bad for her, but she's clearly not of of sound mind. Yeah. And it goes back to the Kanye conversation because you could tell me, hey, this company was in bed with my parents and they were fucking me, but you're not going to tell me the owner of this well-known entertainment finance company was trying to kill me. You <laughs> like, know, that's crazy. I think she meant like, you know, metaphorically with their corporate greed, you know, trying to kill her. I don't think she meant. Her name. I don't, given what we've seen her <laughs> posting on social media, I don't think that's what she meant. I think she meant they were trying to kill her. Yeah. And they um, killed Michael Jackson, dog. I mean, I, I was hoping he died, but you know, they, they killed did, him. They didn't kill him. He killed him. He was he, taking the, drugs. He, the, and the doctor gave him a little bit too many drugs. and Yeah, but that's what happens. That's his no, fault. No, I, I, hey. It's just, like, it's just like, uh, okay, so, you know, we were talking about this, not last show, but on one of the, the shows we did right before the holidays with Peep, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, his mom is suing them for supplying him with drugs. But they were not trying to kill him. They were trying to be cool to him and make him feel like, ah, oh, they're they're getting me the drugs I want. Now I'll work. Now yeah. I'll make music. It's not these companies, for the most part, I'm sure there's mm. some creeps out there. They're not trying to kill you. You know? <laughs> That's, it just, to me, the Britney stuff is getting a little over the top. I, I'm like, uh, I feel like she kind of does need somebody to to hold her hand through everything. I don't know if it's so safe to have her. Just what we're seeing out there. It's a little off-putting. It is, but it's because of all the years of being in this fucking prison she was in. But it's also crazy. But but it's all, I think she was crazy before that. Yeah, fame. fame. Yeah. Most popular person on the planet. I think we saw her go crazy. Yes. And we all feel bad for her. Yeah. But now that she is like, quote unquote, free, she's kind of losing her shit publicly. I'm still on free. I'm still on Team Free Britney. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm 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 going to I hate to quote uh Big T but I'm going to start a lock her up. No. Lock her up. No way, dude. <laughs> Brittany. Pretty um, bitch. <laughs> and then and then also it would be like callous of us to not say, you know, condolences to the Ukraine and send in love over there after all the shit that just started rolling out over there. That shit's crazy. So Man. Um, but you know, that's not the, the vibes we try to keep on the show. Yeah. So we're going to try to bring good spirits to everybody yeah. and we're going to keep the party rolling. So Josh, I promised you some punk rock and it is some punk rock you will get. Uh, have you heard of the band games we play? No new band that I just came across, uh, with a new project that just came out. This song is called, I hope you're happy and we'll be right back with you on uncultured. When you sit 
accurate, accurate fact with the black in fact. If you thought that you would agree, you should disregard that all fact. Young Exeter, call me a young Dexter. My hypothesis is that they shit. I'd rather die than be alive in this life. Honestly, full of strife and strife. And we're back on Uncultured. That was uh, XXX Tentacion, Vice City, coming uh, from Josh's playlist. It was Josh's recommendation. He was like, hey, did you know Triple X put out a new song? I said, no, because, um, you know, I never really, like, fucked with Triple X like that. I never really got into him. Um, and I didn't like his antics, and I also thought he seemed like a bad person. Yeah. Uh, but the the music is undeniable, and that song's super dope. Um, and I was also saying to you earlier, they got like like hundreds of songs that are unreleased from him. So uh, we're gonna keep getting new music for a while. I'm here for it, dude. I'm like, you know, they dropped this one, and you always wonder how's it gonna be because after the last album, you know, and they went with like they listened to the people. They went with like the old school beats. I, I fucking love this song, man. I hope I hope the what's what's to come is just as good as this one. You know, um, we were catching up on a lot of stuff last last show. You know, first show back in a while, and there was a very glaring omission that I didn't talk about that we need to talk about. Oh man, and that is the retirement of Tom Brady. Oh, that's right. Twenty two years in the NFL. Yeah. Here's my question to you. And yep. I, I have some some stats that we'll go through and some records that he is now the holder of that we can touch on and stuff to make our decision here. But do you think that Tom Brady is the the greatest athlete of our generation? Athlete? Yeah. No. Who's better? I know he holds all the records, but like... Because I would have to say... I think I I think the Super Bowl last year put him in ahead of Jordan in terms of overall title counts. Um, he holds every NFL record, which, like I said, I can go through and and show you some of the greatness that we're talking about here. And 
I can't put any other athlete. American athlete. Him. Athlete. Dude, Ronaldo Messi. They don't have better stats than him. What are his stats? Most trophies? So, so here we go. Um, Seven-time Super Bowl champion, which is the NFL record. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't think of any pro athlete who has more than seven titles uh, in, their, in their sport. Messi. How many has he got? He's got more than that. Let's That's see. Sure. Let's see. In Barcelona. But you're, you're guessing. You're not telling me what the number is. It doesn't matter. He's got more trophies in more countries. He's got bigger trophies than a NFL than a Super Bowl. But that's that, nothing. No, that's not accurate. That's just because you're like a huge soccer fan. Yeah, so is the whole world. The whole world is not. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the number one sport in the world, Josh. We always disagree on this, but that, that's, that's why I'm telling you he's not the be- he's not the greatest athlete. Maybe in America, sure, best football player for sure. Is he the go of, of that? Yeah. Let's see here. Messi's been in Barcelona like 20 years. They win like 17 out of those 20 years. I'm scrolling on Wiki right now to uh, to see. I'm looking for championships, championships, honors. Let's see. What you're talking about is the different leagues. Mm-hmm. So Barcelona, um, let's see. I don't know the difference. You're going to have to tell me the difference yeah, between I mean, La Liga and Copa yeah. and La UEFA. Liga. How, many, how, many, how many years did he win La Liga? How about that? Let's see. I'm interested too. I'm interested too. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Barcelona uh, La, La Liga honors. You have to. It's, explore. it's apples to oranges. It's apples to. That's it's what I'm. That's oranges. what I'm trying to in say way, here because because the one thing that I know and yeah. you you're gonna know better than I do is that there are like the uppers and the lowers in in soccer yes, tiers. So yes. you know if, if you're winning on I don't know where La Liga falls on that. Yeah. You'll know better than me. Yeah. But to me, it's like okay, well, if some of these championships are coming from like. For lack of a better representation, if you're yeah. winning the championship in, if you're winning the chip in of the course, G League, of course, of course, it ain't the same of course, thing. Of course, of course, of course. You know what I mean? La Liga is a big deal, especially the time that he was there because that was, you know, it's he, it, he's he's up there with them. It's them three, it's them three, like numbers wise. I feel because the thing that I'll say yeah. is, I am not a Tom Brady fan. Me I respect neither. him. Yeah. Um, I am not a huge NFL fan. But I think in terms of of accomplishments, yes, you have to give him the credit that he's I deserved. Do. The fact that a Miami fan says that he's the goat of football, that's nuts, you know. Because in addition to that, okay, so it's seven times Super Bowl champion. I weight that higher than um, than different the different soccer leagues. I just do because mm-hmm. you're consistently playing at the highest level it's, of the sport. A, if there was a Super League, it would be the Champion of that. Right, right. So on top of that, he also had 10 Super Bowl appearances, which is also the the record. Mm -hmm. Uh, Five-time Super Bowl MVP, also the record. Three-time NFL MVP, 15-time Pro Bowler, 1997 NCAA champion at the University of Michigan. So let's talk about these records. He has... The most Super Bowl wins, most Super Bowl appearances, most Super Bowl MVPs. He has the most passing attempts in Super Bowl history, along with completions, passing yards, and touchdowns. He has the most quarterback starts, wins, pass attempts, completions, yards, and touchdowns in playoff history. 
He has the most career starts and wins, period, in the sport. The most career passing attempts, completions, yards, touchdowns, period, in the sport. And he has the longest touchdown pass in history. That's insane. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, That's dude, insane. like when you run through that list, because, you know, all respect to people like Josh who are soccer fans, mm-hmm. like I don't follow it, so I can't speak on yeah. it. But whenever you talk about like the greatest athlete in the world, yeah. it's always consistently Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan does not have these stats. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, I feel that when that question is asked, like when I watch the news, it's always it's the Messi Ronaldo, Messi Ronaldo, Messi Ronaldo, everybody else, every other sport, it doesn't because it's like it's the number one sport. These are the top two people of that sport of all time. So like those are the two names I hear. But numbers are numbers. Tom Brady's definitely up there. He has to be. Yeah, it's just insane. He has to be. And to think about like his journey and the fact that if okay, so if uh if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt in that game, do we ever find out what Tom Brady's made of or is he another guy that's just kind of like riding the bench? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a crazy journey for him. I'll tell you what I'm not excited about. Have you heard about 80 for Brady? No. Tom Brady after announcing his uh retirement is announcing his acting and producing debut. Oh god. He has started a production company called 199 Productions. Um, in conjunction with Endeavor Content, who Endeavor will make anybody that is on their roster that is a big name just shit out of production company. <laughs> Straight up. Um, and Paramount Pictures, and they have announced his first film, 80 for Brady, starring Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Rita Moreno, and Tom Brady. And uh, it's a road trip comedy movie where these four old bags are going to see Tom Brady play in Super Bowl 51, the game where he brought him back against the Falcons. You're kidding me, dude. This just got announced, bro. This is the, oh, this is like Euro trip, but with old ladies going to see Tom Brady. Yeah. Dude, there's going to be a lot of wet blouses (laughs) watching that movie, dude. Ew. I'm like, I'm like, Okay, your first big venture what from a- this legendary football <laughs> career, and you're in a movie with Jane Fonda and Sally Field? He's like, I'm Tom Brady. I need to have my own niche. Why don't we go after, like, really old people? Like, nobody's making movies for them. I want to be that guy. Also, like, what, make, what made him see the <laughs> script of 80 for Brady and be like, yeah. This is the one. Yeah, this is going to be my foray into acting. Here we go, Oscars. Man, all of middle America is going to watch that movie. He's such a dull person, though. It kind of makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Young people can't watch that. He thought that was a good idea. Yeah. I, I just want to know, like, if, if you... If you want to see 80 for Brady, please throw an ad our way so we know who is planning on watching this. Please. This sounds like the worst movie ever. Yeah, it might be up there with Gili and Glitter. You know what? I rewatched Gili, and it's not as bad as people said it was. <laughs> it's not? It's, Gili's not so bad. I think they just hated uh, spray, spray tan Ben Affleck. Yeah. Because when he started dating J-Lo the first time, he like got on a diet plan and got a spray tan. <laughs> and we were like, no, this is not why we like you. You can't do this. You. And was it when, when, when Jason met Kelly or what's that? What's that? 
Oh, uh, from Justin to from Kelly. Just, yeah, that, that one. is that bad, dude. That one, that is glitter. That bad. Glitter is terrible. I never saw glitter. I couldn't oh. bring. I hated Mariah oh. Carey to begin same, with, same. and so I couldn't bring myself to watch that. But from Justin to Kelly is very bad. Yeah, it was like a, a musical about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Which all of them kind of are. How dare you? What What is a good musical Moving besides Grease? Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> besides no, besides Grease. Josh, what's a good musical? Josh, I can give you a hundred. I can literally give you a hundred. Give me your favorite musical. That like was on a movie. Like yeah, in a movie uh, or a just movie, a musical a or, movie, or on Broadway? A movie musical. That's oh, what we're movie talking musical. about. I thought Hairspray was great. The best one, my favorite is The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman's really good. Zendaya. Never even heard of that. That one's really good. I like Zendaya, but. You like that one. I like Euphoria. You like that one, dude. It's got Hugh Jackman. I hate Hugh Jackman. He's great when he sings. You think that he's gay? <sighs> no. I don't either. I, don't I get think so. he does some things where I'm like, hmm, maybe. But I would. Do- and you've never. Yeah. I don't know for sure because I don't follow him that much. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen him with a woman. It seems like when I see him at an award show on a red carpet, he's got like his mom or somebody with him, and it's like, oh, check me and my family out. Good. I always get the vibe that maybe that that's trying to signal something to the people, but. You know, Hugh Jackman is 2022. He's you can, in, you he's can in, let us he, know if that's true. He's in musicals. Like, he, he would have been come out, I would think. You know what I mean? You know what it is, too? Uh, people, anytime a, uh actor, anytime a, a guy can dance, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, maybe he's gay. John true. Travolta. Yeah. Well, well. I, I, <laughs> I ride with Travolta being a straight man because he was married to. He has more proof as a straight man? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh yeah, in a court of law, he might win that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Prove I, that I'm gay. Any, think about it. Anytime, Juan will never talk. Anytime a white guy can dance, they're like, you're probably gay. Yeah, because you can't name many many white guys who can dance. Yeah, like oh Ricky Martin, you know that man can move. He's straight, but straight as an arrow. Ricky Martin, not a white guy. True. I mean, light skinned Latinos. What's up? <laughs> Latino guys can dance. Yeah. Black right. guys can dance. You're right. If a white, straight white, up white, guy. white guy dances and we're like, hmm, there's something off about him. You're right. You're right. <laughs> there's something we don't know. Yeah. Because none of us have rhythm. I'm speaking as a white guy. I got no rhythm. Yeah. You've seen me box. You know how yeah. long it took me to get my feet moving. Yeah. You're not as bad as you think. Not, he's not as bad as he thinks, people. Well, I appreciate that. I put a lot of work in. You got to put the hours in. Yeah, I've seen some shit. Remember that? <laughs> I've seen some shit. Um, let's uh, let's uh, let's move into some basketball news because I've got breaking sad news. What's that? The New York Knicks and Kemba Walker have agreed that Kemba will sit for the rest of the season, and uh, I have uh, just real quick just wanted to to put this out there for him. R.I.P. Kemba didn't work out. You know, he um, he came in. I loved Kemba playing for the Hornets. Um, I have always been a Kemba guy dating back to his college career. And I was super excited. As you know, I talked about it on this show about him coming to New York. And I was like, this is what we need. We need him to play for the Knicks and we need the Knicks to be good again. And now we got Kemba. And he's from there. What a story. Yeah. And he came in hot. And so we all were like, yes, he really is back. And then it just kind of went downhill from there. Um, When he came back from COVID, he had a couple of hot games where he was all right. And then he was up and down again. And Mm -hmm. 
So they have agreed that the last 23 games of the season, he's going to sit, focus on himself and getting himself healthy, and the Knicks are going to pursue a trade in the offseason. What do you think happens with Kemba? you think he's done? No, I don't think he's done. I think he, this is something you see a lot when, you know, someone like Kemba who goes into a place expecting to start, you know, Mm -hmm. he went in there expecting to start and you get somebody who's a really good coach like Tibbs and he starts benching you and he's like, oh, why am I being benched? You don't play good under a good coach. They're going to bench you. That's what a good coach does. Yeah. You either, and with Tibbs, it's like, it's one or the other. You either thrive or you die. You got to show him. Yeah. You got to show him that you are that point guard. If not, he'll sit you down. Because look at how he has been with, with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose became the old Derrick Rose. Yeah. And it's awesome. Um, and Kemba just didn't have that. So I'm pretty bummed about that. And again. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Thanks, Tyra. <laughs> Um, what do you think about Kyrie? Uh, it looks like Mayor Eric Adams, who all of my New York friends hate already, uh, but they, he is lifting <laughs> the uh, vaccine mandate. And so it looks like Kyrie's going to get to start playing in New York again. So it looks like they're going to have him for the rest of the season for home and away games and the playoffs. Do you think, uh, obviously the Nets are like sitting, uh, where are they at? Like seventh, eighth in the, in the East right yes. now. But if they're, if they're going to have Kyrie, they're going to have probably Ben Simmons coming in and playing. Um, I don't know where that sits them, but it feels to me like they could now make a run through the East. I don't want to disrespect your boys, but no, not at all. that's pretty dangerous. It is dangerous. My thoughts on this. You know, let's say they start playing better from right now, right? That means that we won't be matched with them in the first round, which is my goal. I don't mind. I want to play them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Not in the first round. As if they stay where they're at right now and we stay where we're at, we'll see them in the first round. Yeah. But if we do see them in the first round, we'll have obviously home home court advantage. And that means that it didn't work from now until the end of the season if they stay at where they're at. So you know what I mean? So if we do play them now in the first round, I'm cool with it because that means that this plan failed. Does that make sense? Yeah, if if yeah. they have a run right now, we won't see them until the Eastern Conference Finals. Then I'll be scared. You know what I mean? So gotcha. if I see them in the, if I see yeah, them in the yeah, first, yeah. I'm chill with that. Yeah, I didn't want to, but now I'm kind of thinking about it. I'm like, I'm cool with that. Kind of depends on when Ben starts playing, too, because, you know, everybody says that he's way out of shape. Um, so, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like, how long it's going to take him to get into the, the rotation. Obviously, um, not having Harden, uh, not having Ben yet, not having Kyrie yet for all games, that could put them in a situation where, you know, you might end up seeing them in the first round just when they're picking up their stride too. True, true. Um, What do you think about the Bulls? Because it's currently Heat and Bulls tied for for first. (laughs) They just got an injury, Josh. Our guys are coming back from injury. I'm straight. (laughs) <laughs> See, the, the, it's all about the timing of it, though. Because their, guys, injury, their guy is out for a bit. He's, Levine's out for a bit. Yeah, but... I, I didn't, they're balling still. They're, still, they're balling, still balling. And that could set up Levine to come right back in time for the playoffs. I know. We still got... So t- uh, tomorrow for against the Knicks game, they are 
uh, Depot and Morris are going to be on the bench. Mm, Depot's back, finally. Depot and Morris are back, so will we see him soon? I don't know, but point is, they, they'll be ready by playoffs. And that's what I'm excited to see. I, I hope that we're getting another album from him soon. Oh, dude, you put me <laughs> on to his music. Yo, if you don't know, Google this motherfucker's music or YouTube that shit. He's making some uh, some straight like Tyrese bedroom anthems. Yes, yes, we need it. Um, I also want to say shout out to Jared Allen because we goofed on you super hard <laughs> and you were right. Yo. The Sixers and the Cavs are tied for thirst. Um, and did you see uh, during All-Star Weekend when Jared Allen was talking about how the team made him get an iPhone? Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, he was like, uh, okay, so what did he say here? He said uh, that the team wouldn't let him in the group chat until he got an iPhone. He said, I had an Android, but the team wouldn't let me in. And then sometimes they'd be like, Jay, why weren't you at the event last night? And I would be like, because I didn't know there was an event. And they were like, oh, yeah, you weren't in the group text. So, <laughs> so they made him get an iPhone, which I respect because uh, I don't want to be in a text with anybody that's got a green bubble. Yeah, we, we have a, it, at my gym, there's a sparring group and we give this guy, Ricky, so much shit because he gives us a green bubble. We were literally talking about it right before the show started <laughs> about his green bubble. Yeah, I, I, I judge. I know that this is, I don't know why I'm judging you because at this point the phones cost the same too, yeah. but I judge you if you got a green bubble. I do. You should be judged. Yeah. To be fair. Who doesn't have iMessage? You've had enough time. I used to sell phones back in the day at T-Mobile. And I was. this was like when there was like a variety of different companies. And now it's all Apple. So then towards the end, I was like Team Android. And I was like, nah, fuck Apple. It was just Now it's just like Android and Apple, right? But now I feel like it's just all Apple. So at one point, I was just like, you know what? These Android phones, they're like PCs. They give out in like a year. I never had an Android phone. They never. used to be, they used to, you know. They used to be cool for a bit, and the, now they don't last more than a year. The last phone I had before I had a um, an iPhone was a BlackBerry. Those are the best. Yeah. Bring them back. That full I, keyboard? Oh. I had the big, chunky. Oh. It was the, the global, it. the BlackBerry global. Oh, man. I love those, bro. Yeah, that, that was a cool phone. Yo, that phone is way safer for the streets because when you can feel the keyboard, if you had a BlackBerry... You got so good at typing with that thing yeah. and texting with it that you couldn't... I would never have to even take my eyes off the road. And I'll tell you the other thing that if, you're safe if you got a BlackBerry because you're going to hit somebody with it because that thing was a fucking that brick. That's true. <laughs> like, um, I also... The one thing that I... Uh, did you see the razors, the new razors that they brought yes, back? Yes, I did, yeah. I, I kind of was like, ooh, ooh, I'm, I got a little uh, nostalgic looking at that phone and then f seeing it flip open and it's just like a, a iPhone screen, but I was like, I can't be a green bubble guy. No, can't do it. Can't do it, man. Um, I would be, if they brought back the sidekicks, I, I would be tempted. Man, I've been saying since the beginning, the technology is there. They're just fucking dragging it out. Those corporate greedy fucks. Because how hard is it to put, like, you have a regular iPhone, but you slide it up, and there's a full fucking keyboard there for I you to love use. it, yeah. How, how, the technology's been there. Why haven't they done it? Everybody would love it. Everybody talks about the sidekick, too. And I feel like I've maybe T-Mobile's just so broke at this point that they're like, we can't afford to make these. I think they're just saving <laughs> it for when they don't have any more ideas. Could be. They're Could just be. saving but, it. But what they're going to do is they're going to miss the window because right now is when 90 shit is cool again. You're right. You're right. And you get a little further and then you're going to have to wait another 20 years for it to round circle again. Yeah. Um, in the West, going back to some basketball stuff, 
Uh, so it looks like LeBron and Rich Paul are teasing that they might be out of L.A. What do you think of that? He knows what he's doing. They asked him, obviously, the All-Star game was in Cleveland. They asked him his thoughts about being back in Cleveland and if he would ever consider playing there again. And his quote was, the door's not closed on that. And then uh, he talked a little more about um, kind of gearing up for his retirement tour. And he said, wherever Bronny's at, that's where my last season will be played. So it looks like he's telling people, hey, if you want me to come, you better draft my son and then I'll be there. He's saying that. He's also saying, hey, Rob. You didn't get me John Wall. I I could leave, bro. Get me who I want. I run shit. Get me who I want or I can leave. And then Rich Paul was trashing Rob Palenka during All-Star Weekend. So that's interesting to see play out. But they I'll want, tell you. They wanted to get rid of Russ. And it's weird because now Russ knows that. And Russ is fucking there. Yeah. Russ is miserable. Braun is miserable. The Lakers suck. Like, that's a, that's a rocky ship to be in. I, I also want to know what AD's thinking because AD never talks. He is the biggest problem on that team. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Definitely. I'll tell you the biggest problem in the league, though, because this transitions perfectly into the, the last basketball story I had to cover here. Did you see J.J. Redick on first take ripping into Zion? Ripping into Zion? Yeah. No, I didn't. So... J.J. Redick and Zion, obviously both Duke alum and former teammates uh, for the two seasons that that J.J. was playing for the Pels. Um, He is now on first take, and Redick earlier, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, went off on him, and um, this is what he said. There's a responsibility that you have as an athlete when you play a team sport, and that's to be fully invested. You're fully invested in your body. You're fully invested in your work, and you're fully invested in your teammates. That is your responsibility, and we have not seen that from Zion. This is something I addressed with Zion in front of the team when we were playing together. This is going back to his rookie year. This is a pattern of behavior with Zion that we are continuing to see again and again. I was his teammate, and I can describe him as a detached teammate. That is an accurate statement. Um, This comes because the news story came out. At the deadline, C.J. McCollum gets traded to the Pelicans. They asked him, hey, what's a, what are you and Zion uh, talking about? Have you guys connected yet? And C.J. McCollum said, no, he hasn't reached out to me. Um, and so this was the end of, of Reddick's quote. This just shows a complete lack of investment in your team, in the organization, and in the city. Your team just traded for one of the 50 best players in the league. You should be reaching out and saying hello. I, I don't know what to make of the Zion situation. I think uh, when we've seen him play, he's been impressive, but he's played very little, been hurt a lot. And we were talking before the season started that it was clear that his family wants him out of New Orleans. Yep. I think with the Zion situation, well, one, J.J. Redick. I love J.J. Redick, right? Same. I usually agree with everything he says. I agree with him here for what it's worth. Yes, except for the fact that I don't think he owes anybody shit but himself. You know, yes, he should have. He's wrong for not reaching out to CJ McCollum. A hundred percent should have reached out to him, especially if you want to be a leader to that team. But you know, he's still young. That's what CJ McCollum just said today. They asked him more about that shit. He just said, "Leave the young man alone." It's a tough time. He's got to say that. They're on yeah. the team together. Yeah, but he's he, he is young. He has been injured. He's a big boy already. It's tough. 
you know? Yeah, I think he should be, obviously, I'm a fitness guy. I think he should be fit always, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not him, you know what I mean? And if he doesn't like the situation, yo, he don't know nobody's shit. Well, here's where I'm going to push you on that. Okay. Because I'm going to rewind it back to the beginning of the season mm. and ask you to recall your take on Kyrie Irving sitting out because of the vaccine mandate and how KD and his team should be feeling about him uh, doing what he's thinks was the best decision for himself. Yeah. If you're in a team sport, Correct. you got to keep the same energy that you had for Kyrie and that I had for Kyrie. Correct. For Zion. I am, but what is he, what is he not doing? He's injured. He can't do much. He could eat better. He could be keeping himself in playing shape. Yes. He could be under 300 pounds. Yeah. He could be showing up and being supportive of the mm-hmm. team. He could be talking to the new uh, player that just got traded to his team yeah. and say, hey, man, I can't wait to play with you. He could be an active participant in basketball. Yeah. What he's saying by by doing all this weight and not listening to people is get me the fuck out of here. He's I feel like he's trying to make them like not want him, but they just made a big move for him. And they're like, look, we made a big move for you. Here you go. Are you happy now? And he's pretty much like, no. Like, I still want to get out of here. Yeah, but you're also like, you're not worth anything to anybody else in the league right now. So this goes back to the the Ben Simmons stuff. This goes back yeah. to the Kyrie stuff where it's like, dude, like, nobody's trading for you. Nobody's yeah. interested because you're showing yourself to be a fuck up. Yeah. So it's at what point do you not recognize that you're doing damage to your own brand and your own negotiation ability? Yeah. Like I said, I agree with everything except for the fact that he owes it to 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 the city. He don't man, he don't that city shit. Let's be honest. You get drafted there. You don't own nothing. He didn't choose to get there. When you're a rookie, you're pretty much like a temp. You're just fucking there. If you like it, you like it. You make the best of it. But you know what I mean. But he should get his ass in shape. But he's still young. He's still even out of shape. If they do trade him, everybody's gonna want to get him because he's a talent that hasn't hasn't gotten there yet due to injuries, due to depression, due not to want. Wanting to be in that team. He doesn't like it there. Get him out of there. I just wonder, okay, because, again, this is a completely different approach that, that you had for Ben Simmons and Zion or and um, and Kyrie previously. Yeah. So I I do still challenge you on that, and I wonder mm-hmm. how you would feel if, if he was on the heat right now behaving like this. Oh, dude. That's a different situation. It, it's, he, but, it's, it, but it's not. Because no, you got to look at it and say, hey, man, you know, if he's on the heat and yeah. you, you live for Miami, yeah. you're riding for him and yeah. you're like, this guy does not give a fuck about us. Yeah. Like, you're going to feel some type of way about that. So you can't say that the city isn't a part of it, too. It's like, hey, we're all in this together. That's what a basketball team brings to a city. Yeah. You know? And so that's where I, I push back on that because I had the I have the same energy that I'm talking about that you had yeah. is the same energy I had. And yeah. that's why I have it for Zion. I'm, you I, know I like no, Zion. I know. I'm just you saying know I'm a Duke I think guy. I think it's because, you know, I just don't think like he just doesn't want to be like does that make sense? Like he doesn't it's not if he was on Miami, it wouldn't make sense because it's not the same situation. He doesn't like that team, like he didn't want to be there. Like you can't keep him. You can't keep him there. It's different. It's, he's not on a good team, just wasting away on the bench. He's on a sorry team, and he thinks he's better than that. Should he have done more before? Of course. But right now, he's at the point where he's just like trying to get that, trying to force it out. I gotta ask for a third opinion here. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Thanks, Damn, Tyra. Tyra. <laughs>
<laughs> Let's talk a little combat sports. Um, I wanted to to bring some news to you that I'm not sure if you saw yet, but I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm not a, a huge fan of of bringing out the legends of of combat sports to fight the young guys. Mm-hmm. I didn't like when they had Anderson fight um, Izzy. You know, it just didn't work for me. But I, I do like this fight a lot because it is just two legends throwing down. Um, one of the undercard fights for 1X that just got announced yesterday is the return of Sexyama versus Shinya Aoki. Fire. MMA legends fight. I fire, like it. Fire. I like it. It'll be cool. Um, so that's going to be on the the March 26th 1X card with uh, DJ Rotang and Angela Lee versus Stan Fairtex and all of that stuff. And the event is going to be a, a pay-per-view event in Japan. So I was like, oh, fuck. Shinya Oki and Sexyama. This will be fun. What do you think happens in that fight? Because we've seen Shinya fight more frequently in, in his later years. Yes. I think Shinya, just because of the... You know, because of his, because he's been fighting more recently. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's also. I didn't realize this. Do you realize that he was a two-time champion in one, dude? Like a million years ago. I knew he was. <laughs> I knew he had the dream belt, and I knew that he uh, had done well in one. But for him to be a two X champion, I was. Uh, I, you know, he's got thirty submissions. Dude, that's wild, bro. He's a monster. That's, he has more submissions than people have fights in their whole career. Also, um, on that same card. John Wayne Parr has announced that this will be his retirement fight. Um, he's fighting Edward Fulliang, and then he's hanging up the gloves. Have you seen John Wayne Parr's daughter fight? Yes, I have. She's gnarly. She's super gnarly. Yeah, and she's like 17 and just like head-kicking bitches. Yeah. I like it. No, she's not. She's got like some gnarly cuts and like has posted photos like not phased. Like she is her father's daughter. Like yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, and speaking of the the Muay Thai and the kickboxing, Nikki Holskin's also on the card, so that's uh, that's gonna be fun. I like uh, you know, and you know, shameless plug. I do work with one, um, <laughs> but I have always liked the idea of having like the kickboxing and the Muay Thai and the MMA all on the on the same card. I love that. So, Josh, when I used to fight back in like you know when it was illegal in Miami, uh, you know when everything's when, when it, everything's illegal, you kind of have to do you, you go you do those street fights that like Kimbo did. You go to you meet at one spot and all you saw were these backyard boxing fights. But what you didn't see was that there was backyard everything fights. There was kickboxing fight. There was a, a grappling match like on the dirt, like in the Sick. backyard. And that's how it was around the city, even inside of venues. It'd be like uh it was like one time it was like George Masvidal grappling some like brown belt guy. And then it was like a kickboxing fight. And there's like a heavyweight boxing fight. And those were the type of cards that there were. So I'm all about this. I think they got this idea from like the streets. You know what I mean? Like the I, underground scene. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to now go look that up myself. Because to your point, like whenever I was going back and watching the the like old tapes of the, the Miami backyard fights. I never saw anything but the boxing fights. Yeah. So that's dope. I got to check that out. Bruce Leroy was like doing the backyard grappling matches and shit too. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. I always wanted to go to one of those. I always felt like it would be so fun to like go to one of those and like have a barbecue going and, and yeah. just people standing around watching some fights in the sun. I feel like that's yeah. dope. It feels like gnarly energy, but really it's like, it's really dope. It's really fun. What was the, I don't know if you'll remember the title, I'm blanking on it, but what was the Kimbo documentary where they showed all of the, the, um, 
the backyard fight stuff, and it was like following the guy who put on all the backyard yeah, fights. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that doc. I watched that years ago, and I, it made me so fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. And you also saw uh, Masvidal in that. That was the first time we ever like got exposed to Masvidal outside of Florida, you know? The long, with the long hair? Yeah. Um, speaking of some, uh, some legends throwing down, did you see, obviously, Musasi is about to defend his uh, middleweight title for, for Bellator. Uh, did you see his call out? No. He said that he wants to step into boxing and he wants to have a, a legends fight himself. And he was like, hey, you know, we have, I'm part of Bellator, which is a part of Showtime. We have Showtime Boxing. And Anderson Silva has been boxing. He was like, I want to box Anderson. I would, I would be up for that. I'd be up for that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I see Gagar pummeling Anderson, bro. Yo, Anderson's boxing is dope, but Gagard is fucking Gagard, dude. That dude, don't sleep on that fool. He's gnarly, but I wonder what he is like straight up boxing. Straight boxing? Yeah, because that's the thing we don't know. And, you know, all I, you know, we had fun talking about Silva beating up um, Chavez Jr. because he... You know that Silva beating a, a real guy that yeah. had a real belt, real guy. But Chavez, belt. Chavez never wasn't taken as seriously at that point, obviously. So yeah. it would be interesting to see him step in against Musasi, yeah. who has been continuing to fight at a high level. I think still, impre- you know, that Anderson beating Chavez Jr. was no joke. Like even a guy of that caliber, out of shape, should still beat the average, you know, the average. Uh, the average boxer, like pro boxer. Mm-hmm. So for Anderson, at his age, to do something like that, man, I wish I would have seen him boxing when he was in his prime. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, Triller announcing that they have now bought Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship? Yo, smart, smart money move right there, Triller. That comes right on the heels of Knuckle Mania, where we saw uh, Mike Perry fight Let Me Bang Bro, and <laughs> uh, we saw Chad Mendez make his debut. Mendez looked good. Looked really good on that sauce, boy. Looked juice to the gills. Dude, he looks good on that (laughs) sauce. Fuck, they need to have a sauce league. I mean, this is pretty much it, right? I like this move for Triller because, you know, they had announced that they were going to do the the second triad combat, and then just out of nowhere, they announced that they were canceling it, and I was like, oh, yeah, because no one one cares. And I didn't like that first triad combat. I thought it was weird. I didn't think it looked good. I didn't think the production of it was right. But BKFC is like actually on the come up. My question to you, because we're we're fight guys, yeah. but let's think about non-fight people. Yeah. Do you think that can cross over and be more like mainstream in the way that, you know, one and UFC and the other promotions are like they have mainstream attention? Do you think BKFC can get there? It looks a little it looks, rough. A, little, it looks a little too brutal, right? That's my thinking. But the what I love about BKFC the most is that it reminds you of the early UFC days, which I figured we would eventually circle back to because we are, you know, homo sapiens and everything just, it's always- And homosexuals. Yes. <laughs> yes. And all the tries and biceps sexuals. Uh, yeah. So- we Tri- every- Trisexual, try combat. And yes. Like- <laughs> yes. So we, we always go in a freaking circle and reinvent the wheel. And it's like this, you know, we got to the- highest performance of the human athlete. Like at the beginning, we miss, I miss specifically, 
I miss the old UFC days where it was like not the early early days, but like the early two thousands mm, or, or yeah. mid mid yeah, two thousands. Because, because and was, I really did like those early ones. I went back and watched um, UFC one, two, and three dude. not too long ago. Man, it's fucking cool. Because it was like a boxer and a wrestler. Even the video game was dope. It was like a yeah. boxer and a wrestler go. With no like real experience in fighting, just like two, and that was fun and exciting. You didn't know what to get. Now you kind of know what to get because everybody's so well rounded. Or it was just like a dude who made up some fake like martial yeah. art that he practiced, yes. and really he's just like yes. punching through a cinder block. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay. wearing like, like one shoe and one glove, and you're like, okay, you're like a bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have one shoe and one glove? And, and I love the one glove guy, and a speedo man. and a speedo. You're like, oh, is that necessary? You're really big and really hairy. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's coming back to that and it kind of gives you that little feeling because these guys, they're all either washed up or sauced up or not real good MMA guys. They're just old school MMA guys. So I feel like the old school MMA guys that like didn't want to get into grappling and so therefore like never really went deep into the UFC can now have like this for them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, what what a perfect sport for Mike Perry to be involved in, and for Lang, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he loses every fight, but he'll fight everybody. He'll call everybody out, and he'll get in your face, and he'll lose again, and he'll do it all over again. Man, when I saw the presser and Mike Perry <laughs> pulled out a baseball bat, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yes, like, yes, I love Mike. Perry. Yes, dude. Yeah, I'm. He would have been if 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 he had been born like. 30 years earlier, yep. he would have been the king of the OG. King. He would have UFC. been the Fedor of the <laughs> old school UFC. Um, do you think that there's uh, any shot that Masvidal wins this fight with Covington? There's always a shot with that man. And that's the reason why he's so exciting. But, you know, the it should be Kobe should win this fight. If Kobe loses his fight, it's not because Kobe lost the fight, it's because Masvidal figured out a way, like he does, like he has done under pressure. I am. A Masvidal fan, obviously. So like I said, Kobe should win this, but never count that man out, dude. Do you think it's a hard fight for, for Big T to pick a favorite in? Because, I mean, Kobe was the, the red hat wearing dude, mm -hmm. but then for whatever reason, I, well, I, I get the reason, is yeah. the Cuban in Florida thing yeah. that brought him into Big T's orbit. Yeah. Do you think Big T's going to be at the fight? <laughs> I don't. Th I don't think Big T will make an appearance. But if he were to make an appearance, this would be the fight. If he does make an appearance, guess who wouldn't want him there? The UFC, because their numbers would go up in some areas, but generally might not. Go, I, but might see, go down. but see, the UFC doesn't care. That's, they don't care, that's right? Dana's boy. He'll go. He'll go. Yeah, that's Dana's boy. But you think he'll show up? I don't know that he'll show up. The fights in Vegas. I don't think he'll come. Yeah. Cause it's in Vegas. If it was in Florida, yeah. Oh, he would be there, but it would be, it would be some. This some would event. be a fight to do in Florida too. A Fourth there, of July, no. a Fourth of July in Florida with Donald Trump there. Wow, <laughs> that's the American dream right there. And uh, and Greg Hardy on the card too. Another big T guy. Another big T. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta say, it is ridiculous to me that they're still just throwing guys at him, trying to help him win fights. Like, is he really bringing people in to watch the fight? No, he actually took people away from watching the fight. Why is he there? Why is he still there? He's fighting Sergey Spivak, which is clearly being handed to him like, hey, please beat this guy so we can keep you around. Yeah, what? what is I it? I don't get that. I don't get that at all. If I'm, if I'm the UFC, I'm like out of the Greg Hardy business. He's an embarrassment. He was an embarrassment before he got there. And as a fighter, he's been a complete embarrassment. 
Get him out of there. I don't like it. Yep. But uh, I'm going to throw it a break, and I'm going to – I promised you some punk rock. We're going to keep some punk rock rolling. And this is actually, you guys, what you don't know and what Josh doesn't know yet is this is one of Josh's favorite new bands. I'm playing featuring Mark Hoppus by Hot Mulligan. We'll be right back on Uncultured.
that was lowered by Greg Pachado. Um, do you know offhand? Do you know the name Greg Pachado? No. Do you? So, what did that sound like to you? That that song sounded a bit kind of like uh, like gothy. It was very gothy. Yeah, beautiful. shoegazy, really cool. Oh, 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 what band is he from, Josh? Greg Pachado is the former singer of the Dillinger Escape Plan. Wow. And uh, that's also featuring Reba Myers, who is the bass player for Code Orange. Dude, that song was so fresh. Yeah. Nice little goth punk vibe. Josh, this might be my favorite show of music yet. Pretty cool song. Uh, Greg just put out that track and a really cool video um, yesterday. And he just announced that he's doing a solo album that is all in that same vein that's going to come out next month. So uh, I'm stoked to check that out. I always liked Dillinger, but I liked Dillinger sparingly because it was just so like chaotic and mathy and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But I loved him as a singer. I always was like, he's so good. And then I heard this song and I was like, fuck, this is cool. And then I I think that's the first time I've ever heard Reba too, because, you know, I like Code Orange, but I never hear her singing Code Orange. Really, it's, uh, I think it's dope. Let alone that it was like such a great, which you're, you know what? You're, you're hearing it a lot right now. Goth is having like a little resurgence. It's coming out with a lot of these SoundCloud rappers or there's this guy called Ecstasy. Uh, that hopefully we'll have on the show next week. He's come. He's like rapping, but like over like goth beats, but like it's like punky. There's a lot of punk vibes with mixed with goth right now, and I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, I fuck with it. I think it's dope. But um, let's let's jump into this uh this one quick story, and then because this is a weird one, and uh I, I didn't fit it into our sports segment, but it is sports related. So the Olympics just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the skiers from Finland had a really bad experience. Um, Remy Lindum uh, had an extra bad time in China. He came in 28th in cross-country skiing, so that's pretty bad. But that was only the beginning of his troubles. He got frostbite on his dick. What? (laughs) Yeah. He told reporters that his penis almost had to be amputated because it froze due to the the harsh winter conditions that he was skiing in in China. And guess what, Josh? A bunch of skiers came out and said, yeah, this happens. This is a thing? This is apparently a thing. They're like, hey, if you're out in the cold too long and, you know, you get the wrong, if you get too cold, your dick will freeze. (laughs) What a terrible sport. They chose this sport? And cross-country skiing is, like, the worst skiing. That sounds so it's not, boring. It's not cool. It's not like, you know, the X Games when you see the skiers doing the flips like the snowboarders and shit. It's boring. That's the only time we watch skiers when they do flips and shit. So he told the press, you can guess which uh, body part was a little bit frozen. It was one of the worst pains I've been in. It was uh, just about battling through out there. And he blamed that for why he came in uh, 28th place. But on top of that... Another pro skier, Alex Brazier, uh, came out and said that he had to have his penis amputated in 2016 when it froze during an 1,100-mile cross-country skiing trek. He said that his penis turned black and had to be amputated, and skiers have come out since then and said, oh, yeah, you got polar penis. I did not know this was happening. Josh, I don't think no one knew. This needs to be (laughs) on every newspaper when it happens. 
I I was like, wait, you guys, this has happened so often that you have a cute nickname for it. Polar Why would people penis. enter this if this is the cost of entry? I don't want polar penis. Having a polar penis requires you having a penis. <laughs> and this does the opposite. Had to be amp. Could you imagine no, that? You no. know, and this dude, this this Alex dude is not like in the Olympics. He's not getting a gold medal. He's not getting on a Wheaties box. He's just into cross country skiing, and it cost him his penis. What would you do if your penis turned black and you had to have it cut off? That mountain that they're on, I'd jump off it. <laughs> Straight up. It's like there isn't anything need to come down from here. Yep. What am I gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, what do you do after? Enjoy life. To what extent? <laughs> okay, so I had to just let the people know the cost of cross-country skiing. Man. But what I really wanted to talk to you about during this segment is, uh, you know, last week we were talking a lot about Kanye and his mental health, and we were both agreeing that, hey, man, like, what he's doing on social media and all this acting out is, like, sad and we shouldn't be highlighting it. But... This weekend, did you see him post his list of people that he has beefs with? Yes, Josh. I've been here for the show. I wanted to just talk a little bit about this long list of people that Kanye has beefs with. And he <laughs> said, for the record, that this list is only about half of him. It can't be serious, Josh. Can it? I mean, well, we can, we can go back and trace some of the roots of these beefs. So I thought I could run you through some and we could just like... You know, we can point out what we know about them or we can talk about them a little more if you think it's interesting. Um, so first on his list of beefs was Taylor Swift, which, of course, yeah, that's OG Kanye beef right mm -hmm. there. Um, Nike, which I understood because they wouldn't let him. Uh, he was the first ever. The Yeezy Red Octobers were Nikes. Nikes. And those sell now if you can find them on, on StockX or places like that. They sell for like 30 grand a pair. Uh, but yeah, they wouldn't give him creative design um, ability to go and make his Yeezys. And so he had the big falling out with Nike and so and went to Adidas and yada, yada. So we get that one. Kim K, we get that one. His cousin, <laughs> unnamed. But we get it. Yeah, I, I, I would have a beef with my cousin too. Shout out Peyton, who's listening to this. <laughs> You're on my list. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa, w one of the my personal favorite beefs when Kanye went on Twitter Amber and Rose, when right? it was going off about Amber Rose and was making fun of Wiz Khalifa's pants on Twitter for a weekend. I remember that. That was when we still appreciated Ye. Um, Jay-Z, Kid Cudi, Billie Eilish. He's got beef with Billie. I didn't like that one, and I didn't like the Jay-Z one, even though, you know. Uh, the the one that's interesting about Billy is also he's mad at Billy and said that he ain't gonna perform at Coachella unless she apologizes to Travis Scott. On further down the list of his beefs is Travis, Travis Scott, Scott for letting Drake diss him on um on whatever track that was. Yes. Well, here's one of my personal favorites, Peppa Pig. Do you know why he has a beef with Peppa Pig? I don't know officially, but I'm going to take my guess. And the same reason that my friend who's got a daughter hates Peppa Pig, because his daughter now speaks in a British accent because of <laughs> Peppa Pig. Is that the reason why? No. So when Donda came out, Pitchfork gave it a six. 
Um, there was a Peppa, <laughs> a Peppa Pig and Friends album that came out the same time, and it got a 6.5 on Pitchfork. And Peppa Pig tweeted and said, Peppa didn't even have to do listening parties at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to get that extra point five, And now Kanye's got beef. Beef with Peppa Pig. He should, because Peppa <laughs> went hard in the paint, dude. That's a boss move by Peppa. We got a couple others on here that just, like, make sense. Uh, Skeet, Pete Davidson, yep. uh, Drake, we know. Ray J, he hit it first, you know. Yeah. Respect to Ray J. Shout out Ray J. Um, he has a beef, a longstanding beef with Justin Timberlake, which I had forgotten about. But Remind me. He had a beef with Justin Timberlake because Justin Timberlake beat Gnarls Barkley for Album of the Year at the Grammys. Oh. <laughs> um, a lot of his beef is about other people winning awards and not awards that he feels like he should have won, mm-hmm. but it's the Taylor Swift thing where he's like, hey, this should have gone to Beyonce. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, should we talk about that album by JT, though? I didn't like that album. Ooh. I didn't like that one. Ooh. Future Sex Love Sounds Dude. is a good album. Amazing. But I don't like a lot of the solo Justin Timberlake stuff. I know I'm alone in that. I know people aren't going to agree with me. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I don't really like a lot of his solo work. I, and I hate the more recent stuff. Like the, the Man of the Woods stuff is terrible. That was the only one that like people can agree with you, Josh. That you know he had that amazing... He had like an amazing single, and then, as he always does. And he had an amazing song with... Um, I'm blanking out right now, but he had two good songs, and then the whole thing was trash. But everything before that, 2020, Future Sex Love Sounds, all of that was fire. Um, Norris Barkley, that was their best album, whatever. But damn, Kanye, man, this just shows me a man that like can't can't get over hold, can't get over grudges and shit. Like you he's, need to grow up. He's still got a beef with South Park. Understood. <laughs> yeah, fish sticks. Another one that was a personal favorite of mine is: Do you remember when he was beefing with Dead Mouse? No. So somehow it, it got out there that Kanye had bootlegged Dead Mouse's like production um, like software, and Dead Mouse tweeted about it and was like, "Hey, we should start a Kickstarter for Kanye because apparently he doesn't have two hundred dollars to buy my my program. He had to steal it." And, and this was at the same time the the Wiz Khalifa beefs were going on, mm-hmm. and he tweeted. Um, do you do birthday parties? My daughter loves Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that was prime beefing with Kanye. Prime. Um, let's see. Who else he got a beef with? Like everybody's beef with Dead Mouse. He had a beef with Bruno Mars, and then he cried about it and, and asked for forgiveness. Um, he Travis. Uh, this is one that stuck out to me. Harriet Tubman. I thought, I thought he loved Harriet. Well, the only thing there, I looked this up yesterday. I was trying to figure out what the beef was about and couldn't find anything about it. But I, then I remembered he did say that slavery was a choice. He so did. I don't know if that's what that's about, but it, it, she made it on his list. It's along those lines. He has a beef with the CEO of Zappos because he says they sell shit products. Uh, he has a beef with Evil Knievel. Uh, Dennis Habert. Do you know who Dennis Habert is? No. The guy from the Allstate commercials. Really? And he, he called him a fake Denzel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, who else is on this list? Amber Rose. Beck. He, uh, he's, <laughs> do you remember when he beat with Beck? Beck? Beck beat Beyonce. 
he said that that Beck should uh, respect true artistry and give the award to Beyonce. And then he came out again and apologized. He was like, I didn't know Beck played 15 instruments. Everything on every album he ever does is just Beck. Uh, quote unquote, George Bush Jr. Who that's not. It's George W. Bush. It's not George Bush <laughs> Jr. <laughs> I was like, wait, is there another one? Um, the Anti-Defamation League, which is the group that defends Jewish people in this country. I don't know why he has a beef there. I'm going to leave that alone. TMZ, the American Music Awards, 50 Cent, and Chris Jenner. This is a list of, uh, you know, if he were to, to someone were to ask, like, is his mental health okay? And you just read off this list. You just be like, no, this man, this is not a list of a sane man. I, um, I, the Kanye thing really bothers me, honestly. I love the beef list though. It's, so it's, I, it's, it's, it's tough because he pulls you in and then you're like, oh wait, he, this guy's like having a mental breakdown. Like just when should, you, th I think yeah. I'm out, he pulls me back in. Like when he did, when he was posting the Avenger posters and shit, I was in, <laughs> I was in, but that was funny. it's sad, man. It's sad. You know, my little brother was just at the show in Florida, in Miami, the Don the Two show yeah. that was a mess where he threw the mic at the, at the audio technician and walked out an hour and a half into the set. So my brother waited, they waited almost three hours then there was a bunch of issues where the sound was off. There was a lot of times in the concert where the music just cut off for long periods of time. Uh, things weren't working. Uh, the At one point, who was singing? Someone was singing with Kanye, and it was like two to three minutes off. Like, oh, it kept man. going after, like, the show ended. Like, it kept going. Like, it was... And then he threw the mic at the guy on the ground or whatever and walked out early into the set. Did you see that uh, Donda 2 is only going to be available on his stem player? Yes, and I'm glad you bring up the stem player because I... I actually like that thing. I'm not going to buy one, I don't think, because I just don't have the purpose for it. But it's cool. Correct. It's so cool. Now, if he were to sell them for 50 bucks, would you buy it? Yeah. yeah. See what I mean? That's that's the thing that I'm, I have uh, this this producer guy that I, that I train that I asked his opinion on this as a, as a high-profile producer, and he said, man, like, it's a cool thing, but one, you'll get bored of it quick, and two, it's the price point. Like, yeah, Kanye's getting all the money, but it's the price point. At $200, that's nuts for a little thing that you can't even Bluetooth it to another speaker. Yeah, exactly. You can only hear it on that. If you're a big, big music head, mm -hmm. you'll have fun, and you like, and, and when I say, I should preface by saying, if you're a big music head who makes music, uh -huh. you'll have fun with the stem player, because what you can do is you can take all the stems and make your own versions of all the songs, Sounds which fun. is cool and fun, but for the average person, it just isn't worth it. Or at least an album that we know is, good, like, you know, you can sell me, I buy like a $100 uh, stem of like a Beatles album or some shit, like a David Bowie album or something, or, you know, because that'd be fun. But for an album that we haven't heard yet. Well, see, the thing is, is like, this is where I give Ye the credit is mm -hmm. like, the only place you would want a stem player is for like a, a really well sampled hip hop project mm -hmm. like he is known to make mm -hmm. because it's going to have all of the different elements with it. Like if, you know, if Bowie did one, you got the guitar track and you got the drum track, you can't really do too mm -hmm. much with it. But like I, as a music nerd, would sit around and beat boop around with it. For sure. But I ain't going to pay 200 bucks. $200 it, is, the, is the problem. And another problem with that is that, 
you know, on one hand, you have people saying like, oh, it's good because it gives Kanye all of the money, right? It gives Kanye all of the money. He makes all of the money. Yeah. No matter who worked on it. And, and then, you know, Spotify p- pays people out. They don't pay them out that much, but at least they pay you out straight up. Everybody who works on it. On this one, he's getting all the money. So now instead of you having to go after Spotify for if they owe you money, guess who you got to go to now to get your cut? To Kanye directly. Yeah. You want to deal with, do you want to deal, if you produced on his, or like helped or did something on his shit, and your money doesn't show, you know, I'm not saying he's not going to pay people, but I'm just saying like. I just, my, the only thing I'll say is that Spotify rips off artists really bad. So, uh, you know, it's. Six to one, half a dozen the other. But uh, right. but this is a quick break because uh, I just wanted to cover those two topics and then get back into some music and then uh, jump into some some topics to take us home with. So, Josh, have you heard of Fame on Fire yet? No. New band signed to Hopeless. Um, I heard this song, and typically speaking, I wouldn't listen to this type of song. But do you did you ever get into Hollywood Undead? Yes, big early days. I had my own mask and everything. This, to me, sounds like first album, second album, Hollywood Undead. And I fuck with it. Ooh. The- I even had a name. It was Cuckoo Kachu. Oh, that's bad. I wouldn't and tell I, people. And I'm I had, gonna, a, cock, I had a, a cock, a rooster on my mask. I'm going to put a beat <laughs> over that so you don't have to get any reactions to <laughs> <laughs> but yes. this is uh they just signed a hopeless records and put out an EP. Uh this is a song called Plastic Heart by Fame on Fire. We'll be right back on Uncultured. Still the same and all I know 
with you on uncultured that was holy roller by spirit box um i just put josh onto spirit box this week it's uh courtney laplante from i wrestled a bear once did you check out the project no i forgot but i'm glad you reminded me with this beautiful track yeah awesome awesome band um they were supposed to be on tour with limp biscuit i was actually going to go to the la show and then um limp biscuit had to cancel the tour because of covid stuff but i was like man 
A, I really like Spirit Box, and B, I would go see Limp Biscuit. That'd be fun. A thousand percent, Josh. Big Limp Bizkitter fan right here. Isn't it funny? And, and we were kind of touching on this um, off air before, but isn't it kind of funny that now it's come full circle and people are like, oh, yeah, Limp Biscuit's cool. Yeah, Mud Vane's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, I used to get killed for liking that stuff. Yeah, dude. Nickelback, bro, what's up? Nickelback sucks. <laughs> Nickelback knew, does suck. I knew suck. you were going to be like, they do suck. Yeah, they do suck. Yeah, I can't tell you the name of one of their albums. I have no idea. I know one of the names of their albums uh, because there was uh, an album so There was an album called Dark Horse. Because, uh, and the reason I know that is, you know, watching pro wrestling, they used to do the theme song to Monday Night Raw. And they would always advertise that album because that's a song that was on that that's album. That's so funny. So that's how I know it. <laughs> and then I remember the one that, uh, what was their first song? The Nickelback song yeah. that got really big? The Never Made It As A Wise Man song. Yeah. Um, oh. I remember what the album cover looks like, but I can't remember what the album You remind was. me. That's, yeah, you remind uh, me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I fuck with that song, though. I fuck with their singles until they got to, like, once they got after, like, Rockstar and shit. I liked that You Remind Me song when it came out because yeah. I was young enough to not know. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah it's a catchy song. song. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I legitimately oh. never liked Nickelback. Oh, but what about the song from Spider-Man 2? Oh, no. You know why I didn't like that? Because I fucking hate Josie Scott. Oh, Josh, come on. <laughs> oh. Josie Scott was the worst. Oh, dude. That song jo- was bangs. Josie Scott sucks. Um, worst front man in rock and roll history and i always hated um i'm gonna get really inside baseball so you're if people listening if you don't know who we're talking about josie scott was the singer of a band called saliva and if you google him and you look at the piercing that he had right here he had what looks like um you know when you get the the piercing in your in the bottom of your bottom lip where it's like in the middle of your your lip and chin Mm -hmm. a lot of people will put a little spike there it looks stupid too, but if you go and look him up, <laughs> he has what looks like. Um, uh, shout out my friend Finn McKenty because he described this perfectly. It looks like uh, you know when you got the an old bathtub and you got the chain in the bottom with yeah. the, the uh, that's attached to the drain. The, it's the little circle on the chain that you the pick up. Pl- the little yeah. plunger thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what's on his face. Yeah, and he has um, the the like streaky Karen hair too. Jo- Josie Scott sucks. <laughs> Saliva was not a good band. Yeah, Josie Scott. Okay. Um, click, click, boom. You know the the song because you probably saw it in a Fast and Furious movie. But that is the only thing the band has ever done of note. Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> Did you get into any of the, those other terrible bands? Because I got tricked into going to, to into thinking that I liked Power Man Five Thousand no, at one no, point. No. Oh, you know who I did, I did like? I did like Creed though. You know, I you know who Creed. I liked? I liked the first Static X album. Dude, that was huge. Wisconsin Death Trip. Huge. That cool was huge. album. Dude, that was fucking. You know, early Corn days. Those were good days. Those were good days. But there was a lot of. I still know, like Corn too. I think Corn oh, was yeah. a great band. There was a lot of. Uh, you know, those bands like Saliva in those days as yeah. well, Undisturbed, they kind of are like, Arr. Yeah, there was there was some bands in there that were actually interesting and doing different stuff, and then yeah. there were just hundreds of bands trying to be the actual good bands. Um, but we're back with you for the last segment of the show, and Josh, our worst fears may be coming true. What, Josh? 
A new study has shown that COVID-19 may have negative impact on testicular health. Is that good? Research was published two weeks ago by the scientists. And I said negative, so no, it's not good. Oh, negative. <laughs> oh. Um, at the University of Hong Kong, a study has revealed that COVID-19 uh, has shown <laughs> negative effects, including the decrease in testicle size, decrease in sperm count, testosterone level levels, and the uh, degeneration and necrosis of your testicles. Damn, it's affecting degeneration X of my testicles? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I was actually, it's degeneration X. I was just remembering, um, and I brought up my cousin, my cousin Peyton, who is a fan of the show and listens in. Um, I was just remembering with um, my mom on a, on a call this week, and I'm sure you had a similar experience, that I got in serious trouble at Vacation Bible School as a kid. Because I was a wrestling fan, yep. and I was running around with all of my friends at Vacation Bible School in the church, and I said, "I got two words for you: suck, suck it." it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, and my mom was like, "Do you remember doing that?" And I was like, "I didn't re- know what that meant at the time. I thought that's just the funny wrestling thing you did. I didn't know." Man, it was the thing that everybody. Yeah, did. yeah, and, and you know what? I back it. Yo, to this day, it holds up. You get into a street fight and you tell some guy to suck it, his anger towards you might go away immediately. Yeah, yeah. But I, I am a little concerned about testicular damage Dude, from what the COVID. Fuck? You and I both had COVID. Mm-hmm. Have you had any issues with your balls since then? I hate to get TMI with you, but you know what's going on. No, nothing specific with my balls. I can't think of any issues that I've had either. Um, but, but it is concerning what they say here though. And this is, here's the other thing that's fucked up about this. So first of all, for those who are waiting, um, if you are vaccinated, it is not having these negative effects on your balls. If you get COVID so far, the, the research says it's just unmitigated COVID streaming through your body is messing up people's balls. But if you got the vaccine, it's not messing up your balls. So that's a good news. I think it's a selling point, too, for the vaccine. It's better It's better marketing than, hey, we're going to give you a free donut if you go get the vaccine. Yeah. When you tell me that you're going to give me free shit for doing something that I don't want to do, I'm like, what are you guys up to? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you giving me free pizza if, if I go <laughs> get this? Like, what's in it? I want the vaccine. I want that booster shot. We're talking about the booster shot. We both don't have it, but. Yeah, I, I ain't getting the booster. I ain't getting it, dude. But if it. If it helped me stop polar penis, yeah, I'll if, get it. Yeah, if you said, hey, you'll never have to worry about your penis falling off if you get oh, this. Sold. Then I'm in. In. But think about this. Think about this in your life. Anytime they try to give you something free, there's always something bad attached to it. You know, when they'll stop you at the mall and they'll be like, hey, wouldn't you like a free weekend vacation to Palm Springs? And you're like... Yeah, I like Palm Springs. And they're like, all you have to do is sit through this timeshare presentation. And you're like, you son of a bitch, I ain't doing that. Dude, I'm the, not doing it. I'm the king of those, Josh. You do that. Oh, man. Uh, I go in there. They look at Nicole, my fiance, and she's weak. So then she looks at me, and I look at them, and I lock eyes, and I just go, no. <laughs> sure, buddy. Then they bring the manager. They bring everybody else. No, no, no. Can I get that uh, that shitty room in Vegas uh, for free, please? 
I knew someone who um, went to one of those in Vegas where they drove the, the group of them out into the desert and said, we're not going back until two of you say yes to this. Are you kidding me? Swear. That what really happened. How, why yeah. the fuck would you get on a bus? Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? That's what next you, level. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen? This sounds shady. I usually got to drive to Orange County, sit in a thing for an hour, tell them no. Then the other guy tells me no. Until the third guy is like, this guy's not going to budge. Let's just give him those, that shitty hotel. And then I never go. Because <laughs> it expires and I never go. Yeah, that's why I'm like, this is a, a an inside job. This is just a waste of time. Anytime you're tempting me with something that sounds good, there's a ripoff coming behind mm. it. And that's the problem when they're like, hey, if you show us your vaccine card, Krispy Kreme will give you a donut. I'm like, you sound like you're up to something. Yeah. This You should not market. You know what they should have did if they wanted people to be like gung-ho about getting the vaccine? They should have been like, we don't know if there's enough of it for everybody. There's not enough. I need to get this. Yo, Yeezy just dropped the newest vaccine. Come get it. You can only get it by stem cells. <laughs> um, also, with this thing, uh, I, we have to roll it back. Do you remember the Nicki Minaj vaccine controversy? No. She tweeted that her cousin in uh, Trinidad... <laughs> uh, you'll remember this oh, when yeah, I say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her cousin in Trinidad the got penis. the vaccine, and his balls swole up so big that's right. that um, his his bride to be left him at the altar and wouldn't marry him. That's right. That's right. So I I wonder, would you rather have ball necrosis from COVID nineteen or swollen balls from the vaccine? Man, it's a tough, it's a tough one. They're or gonna try to penis. cancel me for uh, like Joe Rogan for talking this way about COVID nineteen. But I, I'm is, these are I'm just telling you what these people say. University of Hong Kong says that COVID will cause your balls to rot, and Nicki Minaj said her cousin got the vaccine and got giant balls from it. So I don't know. Make your own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh. Did you uh, shop at Kmart as a kid? Fuck yeah. I did too. Um, and I, I saw a news story that I just had to bring up for a second here. That they just announced the closing of two Kmarts, um, which is now bringing them down to four Kmarts left in the world. Only four? Yeah. I knew they were gone in Miami. I knew they were gone here in LA. But I, I figured they were still around in middle America. So there is one in Avenel, Oregon, one in Westwood, New Jersey, one in Long Island, New York, and one in Miami. And that's all. Dude. Once those are gone, Kmart is, is, is officially gone. Man, the Cubans love Kmart. I bet you I know which, bro, I know which Kmart it is in Miami. <laughs> You're like, on, I've been there. On A Street and like 120-something, bro. That Kmart's been there forever. It's huge. They love it in Miami. It's huge. It's like their Walmart. We don't have Walmart. I mean, we do, but Kmart is, you know, it's the Cubans. Kmart. Kmart. Ah, yeah, yeah. We always went to Kmart when I was a kid, and I there was a Walmart near there, but when I was a kid, we always went to Kmart, and I liked going to Kmart better than Walmart. It was yeah. one of those stores. Um, but the other thing that I read here is, did you know that Kmart owns Payless and Borders, and both of those, Payless is down to two stores, and Borders is wiped out. So they're about, they're just done, all of them. Man. It's an old, old, that was like so like our childhood right there. All those spots. Um, Borders is the bookstore, right? Yeah, Borders was the bookstore. Yeah, Pay miss, less for your shoes. And you got Kmart for your toys. I miss going to Borders and looking at the covers of books and <laughs> walking out. 
Um, moving on to some other topics, and then we'll we'll close this up here. But an Oklahoma woman has likely screwed up her shot at serving her state in the House of Rep- Representatives. Have you heard about this story? No. So Abby Broyles, 32 years old, Democratic candidate for the House of Representatives in Oklahoma, but a debate may have cost her the election. Not just any debate, though. Boyles was chaperoning a Valentine's Day sleepover for middle school girls, and things went south. Now, apparently, Abby had been drinking heavily. She loves her Chardonnay. I love some shards, too, so I can respect her for that. But she decided to take some sleeping pills from her friends so she could get some rest. The combination of the sleeping pills and Chardonnay didn't sit well with her, according to her. Now, what we're going to get into here is a bit of a he said, she said. She said the Chardonnay and the sleeping pills messed her up. Mm -hmm. The other parents involved said that this was all the Chardonnay and that she just was drinking real heavy. She said, instead of helping me sleep, I started hallucinating. And I don't remember anything until I woke up and I was throwing up into a hamper. That's bad already if you're, like, running for public office and you're getting so trashed you wake up vomiting in your friend, your neighbor's hamper. Like, that's, that's a bad look. But local TV station KFRO reports that Broyles in her inebriated state, I know you said, you're thinking, Josh, you said a debate got, yeah. got her here. KFOR says that during this, she began to fight and argue with the 12 and 13-year-old girls at the party. One girl said that she felt bullied by Abby because she made fun of the girl for having acne. I bet she did that, bitch. I bet. (laughs) Another girl said that Abby berated her, and this girl is 12 years old, um, screaming profanities about her for her Hispanic ethnicity. Yo. He said, she said, it's a lot of people against one person. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of 12-year-olds saying, this crazy bitch got drunk and yelled at me for being Mexican. And she told me that I was ugly for having acne. Yo, what a bitch. This is a 32-year-old woman. Like, I was already like 32 and getting into politics. You seem young, you know, that you, that's, but party girl, apparently. She's still in it. <clears throat> She said that she is still going to continue running her race. Abby says that this is a simple mistake that could happen to anyone. And she knows that the voters are going to be understanding to her. And she knows they have been through it too. I'm here to tell you, I vote in my local elections. And I've never gotten drunk and bullied a girl over her acne, let alone a 12-year-old. Or being for, for being Latina. <laughs> yeah. What, what state done, is this? Oklahoma. She's running. She's from Oklahoma City. Man. Shout out uh, Shea Gillis Alexander. I wonder how he feels about this. Dude, I mean, I got a good friend of mine who's from Oklahoma, and she does not say the best things towards the way they, you know, they treat people that aren't white. Uh, yeah, I would say that. I mean, look at look at Oklahoma. Look at Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Josh, I got one more for you, and I got a special guest here for us for this one. You know I'm a, uh, that I love Joe Budden. You know that I've been a friend of the show for a long time. And uh, there was a topic that I wanted us to cover to close out the show. And I have a recorded question here for you from Joe Budden. Would you say that you are kinky? <laughs> what? Would you say that you are 
Hinky. Is that a question for me specifically? Yeah. That's a question for I you. I can be, yeah. Well, this week I have uh, I have a story that I wanted to see. I wanted to gauge your interest <laughs> in. Are you familiar with the new fad taking over social media, OnlyFans, and the internet at large of puppy girls? No, I have not heard of the puppy girls just yet. So that is why you are being asked. Would you say that you are... Kinky? I guess not, because this puppy girl shit is about to be some kinky shit, huh? So, what this is, there's a story on... So, first of all, props to Adam22, because he interviewed this girl months ago. I saw her on No Jumper months ago. Oh, okay, I know where you're getting it. Vice just posted this story that this is a whole new trend, where this girl, she's 21, uh, she goes by puppy girl Jenna, and she runs an OnlyFans where she's making over 10 grand a month for what she is doing as puppy play. Her owner slash boyfriend will put her in a collar and leash and take her on walks in public. She'll sit at the side of the table in public and he'll give her scraps of food. Puts up videos of her being locked in a cage and and punished for peeing on the floor. Drinking from a dog bowl. It's puppy play. And dudes are into it sexually. Josh, react. Josh, I think we talked about this on our one of our earlier shows. You told me about this girl. Josh, we had that show about the the Pornhub, like the top like things per state yeah, that, that are yeah. that are looked up. Yep. And number one was hentai for this year, right? Hentai porn for one of the states. Yeah, for, no, for the overall wasn't it hentai the overall one? No, what what the story was is that hentai had previously been number 1 and had been dethroned and wasn't in the top 3 anymore, but there was a few states where it's still big. So hentai, yeah. that's a that's a this is a weird time. People are getting off to fucking cartoons and now they're getting off to a girl acting like a puppy. Here's my question back. Does her boyfriend/owner fuck her? Yeah. So do people like when he fucks the dog? Her as a dog? I think they do because she is a person and okay. not a dog. I'm glad this story came up because I've always had this this one joke that if I ever get the balls enough to do stand-up, I would do it because I find it weird. I feel like there's people out there. In my joke, I'm pretty much saying that I feel like there is a percentage of people that in the back of their head want to fuck dogs. I know that sounds weird. But let's say you're into this type of puppy shit, right? This is not where I saw this going. Yes, this, you didn't see this going this <laughs> way to end the show. But hear me out. Hear me out. This guy, for example, let's say her boyfriend likes fucking pups, right? Like, there's people who are watching this like her getting fucked. They might, some of those guys might like to fuck dogs or, or think about it because this turns them on. But see, here's, here's where I got to jump in and, and I got to I gotta ride the freak flag for the people out there listening who are Just like, the dog hey. stuff. I am not trying to fuck an animal. Okay. Do you think there's a percentage of those people that like to fuck animals? No. Not one percent. Well, I mean, I think there's a small percentage of everybody doing everything. Yeah. But I think most people who do that are not into the animal side of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a weird thing. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I know, I know a guy Uh who met a girl who wanted to put a uh, pig nose on and a little like pig plug. Oh, a little swirly tail. Yeah, a little swirly tail. And that was her thing. Cool. And this guy was like, 
this isn't my thing, but I, I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I understand that if you like this, doesn't mean you want to fuck animals. I'm just saying. Yeah, definitely. The no, guy numbers didn't want yes, to, yes. but the guy got it. Got it. You know, I can, if the girl's cute, I don't care. She and we also a- know someone who is into uh, people with like the foxtail. That's like a whole thing. No, no. Totally. And I don't think any totally of those people want to fornicate with an actual but There animal. might be one. I'm sure there's one. That's what I'm saying. Numbers there's a bunch wise. Of weirdos. Hey, weirdos. Oklahoma, we're circling back to you. You're <laughs> <laughs> saying you're calling out Oklahoma for wanting to possibly fuck animals. Hey, Oklahoma. Would you say that you are kinky? <laughs> you're into banging pups? Josh, this is a weird way to end the show, man. I'm sorry if we grossed anyone out, but hey, um, we we did warn you with what you were getting into. This is an uncultured conversation, <laughs> and uh, this is what we do here. But Josh, it's that time. What is your pick of the week? All right, y'all. So once again, it's one of my one of my tops, dude. Saint John just dropped another song. He's got a new album coming out. This song is called For the Squadron. This song just. Makes me want to put the windows down, light a joint, and just cruise, man. Enjoy this shit. When you turning up for the squadron, shining around here, we got a robin'. Well, it's round here, we got a dodge down. Stacking up paper for the problems. I stacked up, see the odds down. We don't never end up steep jobs down. We don't never really get jobs down. Georgetown, I see going nothing. Throw it up for the squad. Goofy niggas still gotta die. Bad for the tire, switch sides. Quiet with the hand down, me, me, vibes. Can't get the blessings, you ain't pay tight. I ain't let it off in them bind. Soon to be some from you don't got one coming, but fuck for the sake of discussion. Niggas down around here for the wrong up from the corner to the stone love up. Make a warm up with the strap and the bluff, trying to be one buffing. It wasn't enough for the squadron. Shining around here, we got a robin'. Well, it's round here, we got a dodge down. Stacking up paper for the problems. I stack up, see the odds down. We don't never end up steep jobs down. We don't never really get jobs down. Georgetown, that's a going nothing. Throw it off for the squad. I'm in Jordan mode, nigga, in my scrimmage game. I'm a saint in real life, it's my middle name. Look how far a nigga get when you really aim. Oh, I guess you really came. I'm a superstar nigga, but I keep it plain. I'm a superstar nigga, but I'm street the same. Only thing change on me is this piece of change, yo. Niggas dying around the corner where you come from, where you gone from, where your moms and your soon to be some from. You don't got one coming, but fuck it. For the sake of discussion. Niggas dying around here for the wrong up, from the corner to the stone love up. Make a warm up with the strap and the bluff, trying to be one buff. It wasn't up for the squadron. Shining around here, we got a robin'. Well, it's round here, we got a dog down. Stacking up paper for the problems. I stacked up, see the odds. We don't never end up steep jobs. We 
They don't never really get jobs then Georgetown, that's what's going off then Throw it off the squadron with you on uncultured st john for the squadron that was josh's pick of the week and now it's time for me josh e to make my pick of the week and uh i gotta shout out my girl melly everyone knows that i'm a huge melly fan i've been waiting for the new project and it seems like we're about to get it because she just dropped a new single uh well really it's about like a it's like a half of a song just to tease everybody um so i'm gonna end with that it's called cartier you've been listening to uncultured we'll be back with you next week and uh have a good one y'all peace They love me in Dyckman, they love me in Harlem, they love me in Philly, you feel me? I might just go fill up a nigga with gas, if I let them hit, I'ma dip with a stack I get it done if you give me a tag, call me a house for six and a half Pay me a hundred, no giving me half, this pussy is wetter than getting a bag Tat, tat, pussy fat, fat, ain't no back chat Tell your nigga this ain't no cat, stack, better run my racks back Lambo truck, rap, mat, black, zoom, that, that, scratch, that She on my man's dick, bitch, slap, slap, y que te esto controlado Be happy.